So is this your first time at Facing Race? Yes, it is. I am so excited. I do social justice work. I train folks on diversity and inclusion, mainly young people and adults. And so I'm constantly having one-on-one questions, facilitating one-on-one conversations. In a lot of ways, are usually 099-098 conversations. And I needed to be in a space with other people where I can have deep, nuanced conversations where... It's outside of the, the the foolishness of Twitter, where nuance can be accepted, and also because I needed to be affirmed that I'm not ridiculous in thinking that the basic civil rights that I'm fighting for in my own way, I am not just some lunatic idealist that, that no, these are real things attached to real people, and so I needed to have my well filled because I have been running on empty. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are running on empty for a lot of different reasons. Constantly being in political spaces, I think similar to Twitter, when you're constantly engaging in a space, it becomes a bubble. Like I think I'm in that bubble where I'm kind of losing sight of humanity, like the bigger picture. A lot of us who call ourselves social justice warriors or social justice minded folks, I think we forget that we did not come out of our mother's wombs politicized, which is sometimes I like to remind folks, do you, can you recall the time where the light bulb went up for you and compare that to who you used to be? Because there are things when I first got on Twitter that I tweeted, I am mortified. They actually bring me to tears, like not figurative, like literal tears, like, oh girl, you was on that. Right. But that's my humanity. I'm evolving. So the more I engage with folks on Twitter, the more I read, the more I pushed myself and allowed myself to be pushed, it expanded my politics. And I don't see how you can want to fight for the people, but really hate people at the same time. Well, because what's happening in movements is that we're trying to build power. And if you're building power and you're not aware of what's happening and how you're changing. So for example, people move to New York And they're like, oh, New York's not going to change me. I'm strong in my identity. I know who I am. I don't care how strong you are. (laughs) New York is going to change you. And I think it's the same thing when we're building power. We have to be aware of as we're changing our social location, how is that impacting our identity, how we navigate the world, how we connect to people, how we connect to our communities. And I think it's that critical self-reflection that, I want to see more of. It's hard to critically self-reflect. If you've always been marginalized, you've been bullied and things of that nature, and for whatever freak accident, you hop on this space and people actually like, like, I don't have a lot of followers compared to other folks, Mm -hmm. but the fact that 11,000 people want to follow little old me makes no sense to me. (laughs) However, if you weren't about the business of self-reflection before, That is dangerous. Mm -hmm. These people are feeding your ego. They're giving you something you've never had. So the issue here is I see a lot of the the same power dynamics that we say aren't cool. We are replicating them. And so what's happening in Twitter spaces is that there is no compassion in our social justice. We don't have a love ethic. Sometimes even those of us on the left, we're kind of right light, like diet right. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're doing the same things they're doing. We have no mercy and compassion to Mm -hmm. Same way they don't have any mercy and compassion, but because we think we have the better politics, it excuses an inhumane behavior. And so I'm always saying complicate your politics because it's not black and white. It's not either or. And you know what? 
I'll be honest, when I put on that angry black woman hat, stuff gets done. When I'm nice and trying to negotiate, I get trampled on. So I think anger is good, Mm -hmm. but a lot of folks, their anger never shifted to being more strategic or infusing that anger with love, things and that. It stayed in the anger, and after a while, anger does, you become bitter, you become resentful, and you start to mimic the same power dynamics that crushed you. Mm -hmm. And so if you never sat down and really looked at it objectively as, why am I doing this? Why am I showing up? And if it's not anchored in love, and you haven't built in compassion, compassion for yourself, Mm -hmm. compassion for your allies, and compassion for the perceived enemy at the time, you're on Twitter and just dragging everybody. Right. Again, because of my spiritual practice, I'm very conscious of energy, and people need to be very careful. Like, one day you might make a slip up too now, and when they drag you, you're going to want compassion. You're going to want it. But then they're going to check your compassion um, account and be like, oh, boy, you negative. Right. So <laughs> right about now, that's not what you're going to get. You know, like, right. it's just, right. it, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying one should only be compassionate because you might need it too. But it's just like, you know, humanity is messy. Politics are messy. They're complicated. We're evolving. We're not static. And we have to have hope. In the end of the day, you just have to have hope that things will get better and that people will evolve. And those who don't evolve, that's okay. Let's work with the ones who are willing to be worked with. 